Welcome to We Are His Servants Bible Study, a Bible study that breaks down each book chapter by chapter to give you a little bit more insight and application in your daily life. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there is something for you. Please hit the follow button and check us out on all major platforms. Now to the show. My wife didn't find that funny. I was like, it's hilarious. Why doesn't she find things? Does she listen to this now? She's listening to some. I've made her. Like, I'll just pull it up and be like, listen to us talk. Listen to us chatter <laughs> about things. The things of God. Yeah. I think we're, we're, we're doing good, though. I, I, I hope we are. I hope people are finding us and enjoying at least something, we'd say. Mm-hmm. I mean, if not, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, if not... Again, selfishly, I did this for myself so I could learn the Bible a little bit more. Yeah. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to invite some friends... And you might as well throw it on and some you recordings. Might as well record it. And you might as well make it public. <clears throat> yeah. I love making a fool of myself in public, so here we are. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, again, if people don't you know, if people don't like what we have to say, just hit us up. Yeah. Tell us why we're wrong. And then mute I us. I would love it. Find a, yeah. find another Bible study. Find something else. Maybe, Not that I want them to leave maybe us, what's but at his the same name? time. <laughs> Mr. Olstein has a podcast. Yeah, and if you go to his church, you can find money behind the urinal, apparently. Yo, people do not like that guy. <laughs> you know, like, I, I've, I'm not a big fan of, like, social media, but it's fun sometimes to, like, get, just to get a, a pulse on what's going on in the mm-hmm. Christian world, or in that that realm of the Christian world. Yeah. And it's, like, just TikToks bashing him. And, uh... But here's my question to you, and, and then we'll get into 10, but here's my question to you. Uh-huh. If a person finds God okay. via a false teacher, mm-hmm. do they not find God? They find God. Finding God's finding God. I mean, I think God can use any circumstance. Like, I think we mentioned this last time. Yeah. We talked about it. Um, um, but if you're saved, right? <clears throat> Truly okay. saved, and mm-hmm. you're like, Jesus, I believe in you, but you've been fed a bunch of BS... The whole time, do you believe in Jesus or do you believe the BS portion of Jesus? Oh man! Oh so boy! I think that's why you have to read the Bible yourself. That that was a big problem back in back in the days of Bible. All these you know priests who could read would just tell people. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot more want. on the Catholic side of things. Yeah, and, and back in like the Renaissance era, get in this box and tell they, me your worries. Yeah, they would like we can read this and we're going to tell you what God means. But since you can't read, you have no clue what they're telling you is mm-hmm. true. But now, currently, with like what is it, ninety something percent of America at least can read. Mm-hmm. Like, read the Bible. It's like a sixth or seventh grade education. You can read it and determine it for yourself. Yeah. No, I, I'm about you know? it. I'm just trying. But, to, yeah, I think I, I don't. I was I was wondering that because a lot of people. I spoke to another dude who we will probably have on here sometime. Um, and he said something about it, about these people that weren't, you know, really good people, if you will. And I just said, so if I, I just asked him the same question. So if a false teacher converts a non-believer to a believer, is that conversion null and void? No, I, I, I think they're good. I mean, <clears throat> and we're going down a hole here. No. Whatever. So the, the other thing... Fruits. Fruits. Um, we talked about the song the other day, and I, I love this song, Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. Mm-hmm. But if you actually listen to the words, it's not very biblical, honestly. No. It's not at all. Like, God's not reckless. Nothing he does is reckless. It's all yeah. perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So him saying that he has reckless love is not 
biblical, but yeah. I understand what he's the message he's presenting, and I love the song. Yeah. So I hope that people, when they hear people like Joel Osteen, who's just like prosperity preaching, and that it's a bunch of fake stuff to make people yeah. feel good, are going to look at that at some point in their Christian growth and go, okay, this guy, he connected the dots for me, but now I realize mm-hmm. that this isn't the place. Yeah. But I on hope. the on the reckless love thing, I think what what I would I would like to think that Corey Asbury was trying to connect was the the fact that we are so jacked up, yeah, it, it's, that it's almost reckless to hang out with us. Yeah, I mean, and we see that throughout of all all of the Old Testament is us just screwing up and yeah. you know him having grace. Yeah, people that don't like those do. I don't understand it. I, mean, I, I really don't. I just at a at a point of like. How do you not get like a good feeling? Like God gives you the discernment. If you don't like it, go away. <laughs> like, yeah, don't yeah. don't listen to it. Yeah. But if you, if I say a certain thing that to in my head I earnestly believe that this is what I was supposed to say because this is how I interpreted it. But you didn't interpret it the same way. Does that not does that null and void my opinion or my interpretation? Because we always talk about like, oh, depending on the season you're in, oh, yeah. seasons, I hate seasons. when we use that. The, the, depending on the season you're in, like say you were a millionaire and read this Bible, you're going to take away different aspects as another person. That's why it's so cool because the Bible's a living thing. A mm-hmm. poor person now reads the Bible and it's a different yeah. thing. A poor person might have, might come out of the Bible going, I have faith that I can get out of this hole. And a millionaire might come out of the Bible going, God, thank you so much for everything that you've sure. given me. Now they're reading the same Bible, but they have different interpretations. So, just just my two cents. I would, I would put it in your back pocket. I, if you I would say it's not a, even a different interpretation; it's just a different application. You know? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Chapter ten. Genesis <laughs> chapter ten. All right. So let's jump into ten. Ten is one of those chapters. That yeah. at first look and at first read, you're like, oh, man. Not, well, I guess at this case, if you're just like reading from Genesis 1 on and haven't read any of the rest of the chapters that are genealogy heavy, you're like, oh, man, what is this chapter doing here? Yeah. I don't like this. I like stories. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's bring the, bring where's, my pictures back. Where's the floods and things, right? Yeah. So this is one of those <laughs> chapters that um, can make you think, I'm not going to enjoy this chapter. However, comma. Nice. It's actually a pretty cool chapter when you dig in, and that's what I'm going to try and and present. Um, so, chapter ten is also known 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 known. I can't talk. Also mm-hmm. known 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 as the table of nations, um, basically because you can trace all nations through this chapter, which is pretty cool. So it's like the origins movie. Like, what is that? The X-Men Origins, you know? This is like the origins of of everything, you know? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> you're, not a, you're, not a, you're not a I don't watch nerd? movies, no. Okay, never mind. Well, those of you who are nerds listening, it's this is the origins of everything. Like, all human races are from this chapter. Oh, come on, John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah, nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> so, um, keep in mind that uh, Genesis is the book of the beginnings. So, obviously, you know, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created, and so on from there. So, Genesis 10 is then going to be the beginnings of nations and people groups of the world. Um, if you've read this chapter already, or if you... Um, if you haven't, maybe pause here and read it unless you're driving. That'd be dangerous. But you'll see that like 90% of this book is names. And most of those names we don't know. And a lot of them aren't even mentioned again in the Bible. It's just giving you a reference of 
the sons of of Noah's sons, right? Mm-hmm. And the progression. So again, if you start reading it, if you look at it at first glance, it doesn't seem interesting, but when you dig in, you'll actually see it's pretty fascinating. It's, I found it very fascinating. Uh, and it, I, I call it the virtual atlas. That's what I kind of started referring to it as, of the original peoples and places of the earth. <clears throat> um, so, oh man, my computer froze. No. So, uh, you got, you read Genesis 10 verse 1 for me, John. My, yeah, my, buddy. My thing's froze over here. So, Genesis 10, 1. Yeah, just the first verse. Uh, this is the account of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Noah's sons, who are themselves who themselves had sons after the flood. So, again, the, it's the story of his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. I, I put a lot of th on the end of that one. Yeah. Japheth. Doesn't, so, doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, so it starts like another genealogy, another family tree, if you will, of Noah, his three sons. Um, but what's cool is if you start looking ahead through the next few verses, you're going to start to see this theme where the sons become dads. So those sons become dads. Those dads become clans, and those clans become nations. I think that's in, in verse 5, where it talks about the clans and the nations. And those nations are like empires. You know, they, 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 they grow into bigger you know, things. And a lot of those names that you'll see um, become pretty key players later on in the Bible. Um, and if you read it, you'll, you'll recognize a few pretty quick. Um, so from... From the name of one one man, you can actually like get the name for a nation or empire. I guess what I'm saying here, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So yeah. like if if I was born, if I was one of you know Ham's sons, there could have been like a clan named Matthew, you know, the clan of Matthew of yeah. whatever, which would make sense. So cool. <clears throat> and I think it's kind of hard for us to imagine it today. Like we can make our own clan if we want. Let's do it. Let's do it. We are a servants' clan. Yeah. Um, like. Thinking of it today, to me, it's like hard to imagine because, you know, the earth is fully populated, 7 billion people, and like there's no new clans happening, you know, mm-hmm. except maybe Clash of Clans. Oh, good Damn, nerd. Nerd, nerd, nerd again. again. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually not that much of a nerd. I sound like it today. <clears throat> but what I thought was cool about this chapter is from Noah's pers- perspective, this chapter represents how a few people, eight, you know, really, really it's three sons and their three wives, so six really. Mm-hmm. Um, became a lot of people like they where they they yeah. spread about after this global flood but for us it's where we can see where a lot of people came from a few people mm-hmm. it's like two different ways you can actually read the story i thought was kind of fun um and when you start looking at the the study of where they came from because if we're looking obviously we're looking backwards in time um that's what they call the study of anthropology and yes i can't say that word very well you did it, it. caught me anthropology so it's the study of human origins uh or peoples and people groups right so if you trust the Bible, you know, like we do, um, then Genesis 10 is like the foundational stone of anthropology. Um, and starting even in, in Genesis 10, verse 2, um, you can start to actually, it, if you study anthropology, and I, I've read a lot on it, but I'm not even going to try and like pitch it because I'm not well enough first to ruin it for everyone. But you can actually start to match these, these names with actual ancient cities and ancient places, which is really, really cool. Um, and I'd encourage you all to kind of dig into that some. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people, it's just like, like this disbelief, like how these eight people or six people really, again, how, how did that become 7 billion people? Right. It seems impossible what people will kind of, well, there had to be, how to be more people. Um, so me being me as always, (laughs) I decided to be a nerd. So if you look at 
the current population of the earth, right? And we're going to go with 7 billion. I'm running down a little bit, obviously. Um, I think it's like 7.6. I'm running down a lot. We'll go 8 billion, whatever. 8 billion. 8 billion. We'll round it up. So if you, if you start plugging things into a population growth rate formula, which is R times E raised to the power of RT, right? Okay, so... This is real. Yeah, people, this is real. <laughs> if you're, he's not just making things up. Yeah, this is real. He, he did this. I did, I, did the, I did the maths. So R is the, the rate of growth. E is like a constant number that you can plug and play with. And then P would be your starting population. So if you think about it from an evolutionary stance, right? And I'll touch on this just briefly. They claim that humans have been in existence for 2 million years, and we've been in our current state of human, homo, homo sapiens or whatever we're called. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm not very smart. I read it once, but I you, forgot. You just, you just, you're plug and um, play with R's, play. And, R's and E's and T's. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, you're not smart. Right. Um, Keep going. They claim that we've been in our current state of human evolution for about 200,000 years. Um, and they also, when you look back at evolutionary growth, um, it fluctuates usually between one and 2%. That's like the number you look at. And that's usually your plug and play number for the E. Um, so if you do that number, so your rate of growth, we'll, we're just going to do it at super low at a 10th of 1%. All right. So rate of growth, very slow. Starting population, we're going to go with two. We'll just go back to Adam and Eve, right? The number you come up with after 200,000 years has 88 digits in it. 88. So it's like a number followed by 87 zeros. I don't know what that number is called because it's too many zeros. I mean, a billion has 10 numbers yeah. for perspective. That's huge. That's literally too many people to like, like fit on the planet, right? Yeah. But now if we do the same thing, but we apply it to the biblical model or even closer, a little bit, you know, closer to what I would consider appropriate math, right? Yeah. Um, so you start with eight after the flood, Okay. And then we'll go with a half a percent instead of a tenth of a percent. After 4,118 years, you'd be at 7 billion people. So that's a lot closer than what they're telling us. So I don't know. Score one for the Bible timeline. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. All we're saying <clears throat> is this is truth. So, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I, I guess what I'm saying. that If you look at that, so now you know the timeline's realistic. So you can actually start to then look at where they spread out to. And that's, again, a little too far that I'd have to, like, pictures and words on a screen to try and describe that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting where they all spread out to. But I, and, and then even with the, you know, the separation of everything and possibly por- being part of the flood. Yes. Um, you still had the Strait of Gibraltar, which brought people from a European con- continent to um, the North Americas. Right. In South America's. So. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of, and we talked <coughs> a little bit about this when we're talking about the flood and post flood and the world and craziness. And, but yeah, there's definitely areas for people to travel for sure back then. Cause the, mm-hmm. even the ocean level was approximately 400 feet lower, which makes like the amount of land, extra land that was on the planet earth about the square mileage of, of China, China. So a lot, lots of square miles. So it wasn't huge. It wasn't huge. It was huge ish. Ish. <laughs> um, so, and then I think the other cool thing is if you just plop down to verse, uh, 25, uh, 10, 25, you read that first part for me. Yep. Uh, two sons were born of Eber. One was Peleg, 
because in his time, the earth was divided. Er, stop there. The next name's too hard. We're stopping it there, dude. Jockton? Jockton. I don't know. But uh, so the earth divided in his time. So during Peleg's time... And I think this is cool. There's two theories. And I I don't have a I don't have a camp on this one. I don't either one's cool, and I'm fine with either one. If you mm-hmm. want to believe either one, so the first one, first theory is either the the language is what divided them, which we'll see the Tower of Babel, right? So during his time, during Peleg's while he was here, yeah, that's when the Tower of Babel happened and the languages and all that happened, right? Mm-hmm. The other theory is that. They were actually physically divided by waters. You know, the oceans started to rise and all that stuff. And then the continents, continental drift and all that stuff, which would explain other theories and stuff like that, like Pangea and the planets fitting together and why you find certain fossils on certain areas that match and stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. either one of those makes sense to me biblically and either one could be the proper one, but the Bible doesn't specify if they were divided by language or by geographically. Right. But I'd like to hear people's thoughts. I think it's cool. Yeah. Send in your thoughts. <clears throat> Send in your thoughts. So, I mean, really, so the chapter is way more, really, than just the genealogy of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. It's like, it's the story of all the nations and tribes. Yeah, because there's no... everything. Unlike, you know, when we got in Adam and Eve, and knowing that it, everything is going to get destroyed at some point, there's no... From Noah on, we're just building people we're now. Just, it's just, yeah, just growth. Building little tribes. Little tribes that turn into nations. Yeah, man. So that's that's it. So if you thought it was going to be just boring genealogy, wrong. Wrong. Got them. And we're going to get to the application <laughs> of this somehow. I'm excited that for the application I, portion. I got a little bit of stuffs. All right. Little thoughts, at least. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys. Uh, are you good? That's it, man. That's, right. that's, that's the information that I have on, on Chapter 10. Yeah, you kind of gave me the eyes of... I was, I was already excited for tomorrow. That's yes, all. Tomorrow's going to be cool. <laughs> all right. Stay with us. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening. Later. Later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. You know, our thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. Without him, we would be nothing, and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13... For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend.